ladies and gentlemen, kids, you both listen to a podcast with like two people right? We're ready to go. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. We're ready Welcome back to the Bromax Podcast. My name is Jesse. My name is Joel and happy Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day, Day to those who celebrate or in case happy you are single, happy Palentine's. Happy Bromance Day. Bromance Day. Oh, can we rename it Bromax Day? Or is this just No, because two... that's the day we started doing the podcast. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> happy Bromance Day. Happy Bromance Day to all the bros. Woo. <laughs> we have a very special episode planned for you guys today. Jesse, how are we celebrating Valentine's Day well, with our listeners? We are celebrating Valentine's slash Bromance Day with the listeners by giving you a list of our top 10 rom-coms of all time. I was surprised to hear we hadn't done this yet. Oh, no, I actually thought we did. And no, I went we back haven't. in our catalogue so, and we did an RMG. Yeah, but we haven't done the top 10. Yeah. So I'm getting... Thank, also, thank you to all who have listened to our Voted for our Awards and listened to that. And... Um, Listen to our anyone but you you review, which we probably could have paid with this week, but oh well. Did, did you watch the Valentine's cut, Joel? No. With four you? minutes of extra footage. Oh wow, what are we missing, Jesse? I might actually go and watch it. Really? I'm thinking about it. Do you need to? Can't we just yeah, wait for movie. streaming or you know any other time to watch it? Yeah. No. Um. It, it would have come on streaming the Valentine's cut, or just the regular film. Sometimes they do. It depends. Like I know with. The Doctor Sleep director's cut that does not come on streaming, so it's very hard to find. But uh, sometimes they do just put the director's cut out there because it's the one that they think is better. But I don't even know if they're cool. going to justify. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right, nice. The extended cut at all, so we'll see. Um, we'll did see. you find it difficult to make your list, Joel? Last year, yes, which is why we didn't do it last year. I remembered because you asked me and you said, "Joel, let's make a rom com." Oh, is that what happened? Yes, oh, and okay. I said, "Sorry, Jesse, I don't watch rom coms enough." <laughs> Ew, rom coms. Rom coms. Um, and now he's a big softie. I am a big he softie. He loves them. I do, and I just—I oh, was so satisfying. I just tapped rom com on Letterbox, and the list went. <laughs> yes, there's a button on Letterbox. You just press rom com, and it yeah. gives you your top ten. It's pretty great. Like, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, forgot about that film. Wow, that's great. Love it." Um, so yeah, cannot complain whatsoever. I I've got a couple unconventional rom coms, but it's still rom coms. And then I reckon I've got two you haven't heard of. So Oh we'll see how that goes. Okay, okay. Yeah. I have a feeling you've heard of all of mine, but I'm not sure if you've seen all of them. <laughs> I'm mine. pretty sure you've heard of them all. <laughs> <laughs> you have I don't know if you've seen them all. So okay, that is, okay. is wait wait and find Challenge out. accepted. All right, who's going first? Me. Me. All right, kick it off, Jesse. What's your number 10? Love Actually. <laughs> I had it a little higher on this. Oh, list. It's a, do you like Love Actually? I rewatched I do. Oh, okay. Because you didn't used to like <laughs> no. it, right? Because it was on our um, films I, lo- I love. No. Films that I love my co-host hates. Yeah, oh, on my list. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched it Christmas. It, it's I around. think it's this the, the best Christmas movie. Man. It's just so... Yes, it's, it's outdated. Yes, it's like kind of creepy some of the stories but you just got to embrace that you know it's a, it's it's a it's a monument of its time it's 20 years old it makes you feel good all right you don't don't have to worry about the logistics or oh that's bs you know just 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 let yourself feel love you know just just enjoy it that's my message christmas is all around Look, me is it a, is it a, is it a brilliant film no <laughs> but it's it's just it, it makes me feel great so that's why it's four and a half stars wow. all these films are 
These these are my only four and a half, four and a half stars are up. So okay, I love a good rom com. Love actually is brilliant. Wow! All right, I was expecting it a bit higher. For no, because be there's Jessie. better rom coms that, that, that there's better rom coms that are actually good films. <laughs> well, okay, mine is gonna look all like trash. Okay. But anyway, that's, that's all right. Isn't it romantic? Number ten. <laughs> <laughs> Number ten is a film called Sliding Doors. Are you familiar with this film, Jesse? No, Stars I've... Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. And anyone else you'd know? John Hannah, Peter Howard. I don't. I haven't really heard of them. John Lynch. Uh, but basically, it's about Gwyneth Paltrow, who her life splits into two parallel timelines. It's a bit like that one we watched last year, Goes Both Ways or whatever it's called. What? 20, the tw- sorry, 2022. Remember the film Look with that? Both ways. Look Both Ways. I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't say that? So that was Lily Ryan, huh? Yeah. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> um, yes. So this film, two parallel timelines that diverge based on whether or whether or not Helen, our protagonist, catches a specific train and the different path, missing a train and having to wait an extra 10 minutes, how that impacts her life. Okay. So Gwyneth Paltrow plays Helen. In one timeline, she catches the train and... Can I do spoilers? Because it's like rom-com. Okay, hang on a sec. This is where the fun begins. Go for it. And discovers her boyfriend's cheating on her. And that leads her down oh. the path of self-discovery and new romance. She's kind of like free from a somewhat okay. toxic relationship. Yep. In the other timeline, she misses the train and remains unaware of this betrayal, continuing on with her life in ignorance. And then as, as the timelines unfold, there's all these different things that happen, but these two characters that kind of cross over because, you know, it's still about her life. But there's all these different things that happen just from one decision, one decision missing the train. And I think it's a really lovely film because it tackles... Love, loss, but also self-discovery. And right. it's not just like, yeah. you know, getting into a relationship. It's like she makes herself a better person. And it's funny? And it's... I wouldn't say it's funny, hilarious. So it's not a com? Uh, well, it is... I just... I remember watching this when I was young. I've We're at number it. 10, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we've, we've checked it. It is a rom-com, so don't hate me. It's on the list. Um, but it's... I think it's a lot of adult humour that I missed when... Um, because she comes home and then they're like... Fucking and then <laughs> why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Here she got a great ass <laughs> And then she's and like you got your all the way up it <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then it's just like all these stuff where she's like no nonsense, like it's Gwyneth Paltrow. So she's like very like yep. you know, she's playing this character. So anyway, <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about sliding doors. <laughs> I actually really like this film though. It's 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 okay. quite no it, doubt. it tackles time and different timelines, but it's also got some funny moments and feel good okay, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number nine is, okay, I gave this five stars immediately when I first watched it, but then I was like, okay, it wasn't that good, but I still love it. It's 3.1 average out of five, which is criminal because it's so good. Starring Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, Leslie Mann, Jason Segel, Jay Baruchel, and Jonah Hill. It is Judd Apatow's Knocked Up. I haven't heard of this one. You haven't heard of Knocked Up? No. Dude, it rips. Here's oh. what it's about. <laughs> so Seth Rogen plays fun-loving party animal Ben Stone, basically Seth Rogen. And he has a one-night stand with um, this girl, and her name is... She has a name. Uh-huh. Alison Scott. Um, she's the lead in 27 Dresses. Have you seen that film? No, I haven't. Okay. I've got some work um, to do. And then they sleep together. He knocks her up. A month later, she's like, yo, I'm pregnant. He's like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but then... It becomes a really, like, feel-good... Because he's like, you know what? 
eventually it's like, you know, I'm going to help you with this. And so it's, then it becomes like, I feel good. He's trying to, he's trying to mature, learn more about how to help Catherine Hagel prepare for the birth of their baby. And then they have fights, you know, they eventually get together or whatever. But it balances, it's half stoner comedy, half like feel good, like raw pregnancy drama. And it strikes and, the balance well. Yes, it's just enough of each side because on one hand he's living with his stoner mates, you know, Jason Segel, Tony Hill, Jay Baruchel. The other side is just him actually like maturing and being caring dad-to-be. And it's really sweet at the end. So yeah, it's actually more emotional than you think, but it still it still gives you all the laughs that you want. So, and it, it ends up being quite romantic. And so, it's yeah. not too long because I'm saying two hours thirteen. It's too, here yeah, as well. J- Judd Apatow movies are all long, so you just have to deal with that. But um, okay. I didn't think it was long. This is forty though. Um, oh, the sequel. So this is 40. well, kind of because basically Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann is, I believe, is Catherine Hangel's sister. Okay. And her kids are because so Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann are married, and they have kids. Aris and Maud Apatow, and they're the kids in the movie. So it's basically their family, but Paul Rudd, because Judd Apatow's directing the film. Oh, And then there's I a see. there's a film called This Is Forty about their family, but Seth Rogen and Catherine Hagel aren't in that. It's just like a film right. about their family. Yeah, yes, yeah. I got some statistics for This Is Forty, also starring Melissa McCarthy. This Is Forty is not a very good film. Like oh. it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but th- 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 this is awesome. But yeah, knocked out rips. Very nice, Jesse. Yeah. Very good. That's, you get some, you come out with some good recommendations. I, I didn't even know you watched this film. So yeah, I watched it. Go. I had COVID, and I so I watched like a bunch of Abatel. So I watched like Forty Year Old Virgin. This this is Forty. Um, couple others. Yeah. A streaming binge. You like your rom coms, don't you? Jesse? I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. My number nine is a film directed by Will Gluck, starring Emma Stone. I'm talking about. Easy A. Oh, okay. I really liked this film, yeah. Jesse. Right, it's sure. good fun. It's good. Um, in case, for those who aren't familiar, follows our main character, Olive, who's played by Emma Stone delightfully. And I just have to quickly pause for a second and go, I got a pocket full of pocket full of sunshine. You remember when she's opening the car? Then that sticks in my head forever. Do you remember? Uh, I think I watched this the same day as Knocked Up, so I've forgotten about it. Cause oh, right. Knocked Up was so good. <laughs> yeah, and then that kind of naturally. I did love the parents. Yes. The parents are good. Stanley Tucci and who's the mother? Um, I think, um, 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 oh gosh, Patricia Clarkson, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For a sec, I thought it was Lisa Kudrow, but she plays a character called Mrs. Griffith. Yes. <laughs> um, so this film is about Olive, a high school student, who pretends that she's lost her virginity to boost her social status, which I just found hilarious. My entire life. As, a, as a plot. This is what they're saying to Stone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this rumor keeps growing and spreading about her false sexual exploits. She decides to embrace this newfound um, reputation that she's got and then pretends to engage in promiscuous behavior. Okay. Um, accepting payment um, and from all these guys wanting different things, I remember distinctively the nerd guys are like, I'll just pay you to say that you've had sex with me. And they're like, she's like, do we actually have to have sex? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, Joel, what, what would you do in that, in that scenario? Um, if, you were, if you were Emma Stone. If I was Emma Stone. <laughs> well, you know what? If the guy's paying me. Bro, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And at the time of 2010, 14 it, years ago. Isn't it Amanda, um, Amanda Bynes in this one? 
yes. Have you seen her TikToks now? <laughs> she no. looks so different. Ooh, it's crazy. She had a Courtney Cox effect, has she? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and basically, this fictional, these fictional sexual escapades keep escalating. She has to start dealing with the consequences of her actions, both yeah. socially and personally. And I think it's just a great... It's a fun film. It's not too long. Um, I just want to make sure. Yeah, hour and a half. I don't know. I was a bit bored. You were a bit in bored, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, okay, it's. I get it. But it is a bit of a simple plot, but I yeah. think it's how much you are enjoying the plot or, or you know. Yeah, I enjoyed it fine. Um, and I knew this, but giving a shout out, it kind of very much based on the whole Scarlet Letter thing and they're incorporating elements of that story in there as well. So exploring themes of gossip and reputation and self-discovery. The humour from Emma Stone is absolutely perfect. I think she's a great comedic actor. Oh, yeah. Emma Stone. She's uh, just... She may or may not be on my list in the future. Ooh, alrighty. Bring it on. So my number nine is Easy A. All right. My number eight is a film that from 2022 that I missed that year. But I rewatched it, and it would have been my number three out of 2022 when we did our rankings, Joel. Really? Directed by second-time director Cooper Rafe, who also stars in the like film. Sounds like a badass, Cooper Rafe. Who also stars in the film alongside uh, Dakota Johnson, um, Vanessa Berghart, and Leslie Mann's in it too. It is called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Cha-Cha real smooth. Yeah. I know the dance and the song, but not the, the film. No, no. So here's what it's about. So, Cooper Rafe plays 22-year-old Andrew, who's fresh out of college, and he's stuck at his home with that clear path forward. He starts working at a part, as a job as a party starter at bar mitzvahs. So, you know, when a Jewish person is 13, or tw- 13 for boys, 12 for girls, he goes, because he's a bit older and they're still kids, I think it's cool. Yeah. So he goes, starts a party, gets everyone dancing, and makes the kids have a good time, and the parents love him for it, and that's how he makes a living. And he's actually like it's good for his mental mental health as well. And then he meets um, a unique friendship with a young mom who's Dakota Johnson and her daughter, who I think has autism in okay. the film. And he starts being her babysitter, and then making a friendship with Dakota Johnson, and they slowly get romantically involved. And I wanted to pull the ending, but it's not the I'll just say it's not the conventional fairy tale ending you think it would be. It's really heartwarming. Cooper Rafe is so likable. You just get behind him so much. Very heartwarming, very feel good, very funny. Yeah, it's more it's more of a comedy, but there is still that romance element because it's like with his he has the like younger brother and he has a romance with like it's like a kid romance, but it's fun. And him and Dakota Johnson as well. And yeah, it's a super feel good, super meaningful, super uplifting. So yeah. Cha-Cha Real Smooth is a very good film. I think rom-coms can often fall into the trap of we have to do joke, romance, sex scene, joke, and they just keep repeating. But I think if you can really push the boundaries of, and almost redefine the genre without actually completely changing what kind yeah. of film it is, that's good. Because, it, it, like you said, it, it has less romance elements, but it's still a strong romantic story. Yeah, yeah they just don't shove it in your face, but you get all you need. Yeah, that's really good. That's got, kind of got me intrigued. And I love to cut it. That's what she said. Oh, we've got to try and make lots of Valentine's Day jokes. Yes. Oh, very good. Thank you for sharing that, Jess. Well, good. Number eight, Cha Cha Real Smooth. It's on Apple TV+. Oh, that's why I probably haven't watched it. Yeah. I have Apple. All right. 
My number eight. You're going to kill me for this one, Jesse. But you might not because you like it. Get me ready. Get ready. Get, get your stuff. Are you ready? Ready to go? Is Will Glark's Anyone But You. Oh no, God! It's very high. <laughs> no, God, please, no. 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 How many? Didn't you say three and a half? Yes. How many, you've not seen any Rob Girls. No, but I've seen... <laughs> 14. So I was able to make the top 10. You've only said 14 rom coms. Yeah. Are you sure? From what my. I, okay, I've at least logged 14 on Letterboxd. So you went to your genres. Yeah. And I did so romance, romance and comedy. comedy. Yes. And there was 14 films there. That I've seen, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. I've got a long way to go. Still need to watch Notting Hill, but I've actually made a promise with my mum that we're going to watch it for Valentine's Day. So oh, that's cute. That we're, we're gonna, we're, it's going yeah, to get done this year. We, from now till the weekend, as time of recording, not for you listeners. That's just me making a mental note. <laughs> Which is Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, all right. So all right. this is another film by Will Gluck. Clearly, he's a rom-com genius. Um, <laughs> His best film is Friends with Benefits, which is not on my list. Oh. That's a banger. Would I like that? Yeah. Is that a banger? That's what she said, Joe? Or is that just me stretching there? <laughs> Sorry, I'll get, I'll get it up for you. I'll get it up for you. <laughs> oh, all right. Very well. On we go with anyone but you. So, this film stars Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. And we Glenn Powell's abs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and of course, the song Unwritten, because it should have had a third joy. <laughs> I've had so much joy putting that as the song in our post. Anyway, um, yeah. this is a sleeper hit. It's grossed over $170 million on a $25 million budget. Oh, wow. This is doing excellent. Yeah. It's, but like, I know, it's very good. But considering I gave it three and a half, and the lowest rom-com on this list is four and a half. Yes. It's far from my list. Yes. Yeah, I'm not as much of a rom-com guy, so you, you should. Have, I, I, yeah, for me, the big thing that I liked was the chemistry between um, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, and the Australian production value. I loved that it was all in Australia, Australian crew. Um, it was kind of you know yeah. they, they really cemented it. it it's going to be so it was it's so memorable for me because because of that, it doesn't just feel like another yeah. rom-com. It, okay. For me, it's it's something that will will always I'll always remember it. Fair enough. So, yeah, I really recommend it. If you want to hear more of our thoughts, you can go listen to our double review on Anyone But You and The Iron Claw as well. That's on my list. (laughs) The Iron Claw? No. Oh, phew. (laughs) What? I thought you were like, Iron Claw is a rom-com. And I was like... It is a rom-com. Is it? There's a romance. I laughed once. Is there... (laughs) 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 Laughing and then crying for the rest of the film. It's a rom-sub. Romso, we need to do that list. Oh, dude, that, that's a, that's a different list. That's right a there. different. I got, list. I'll whip another ten, right? Yeah, All right. yeah. All right. My number seven you, is a good old Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore joint, Fifty First Dates. Oh, this film I haven't watched, but you oh, keep telling me about it. So buddy, I'm gonna add it to the watch list. So good. Presently, a long time. This was my favorite rom com, and then I rewatched it, which is still great. Don't get me wrong, but I've just seen more films. Okay, here's what it's about. Adam Sandler plays Henry Roth. He's a player. He's he's that guy. You know, he he gets all the chicks, but then, and he's a he's a, he's a large animal vet. Oh, what so a he career. works with seals and shit. Okay, and he goes to this island right to do some work for a time. It makes his girl Lucy, played by Drew Barrymore. They have meet cute in the like a like the breakfast diner, whatever it is. Have a great time. She's an art teacher. She leaves. I like, say goodbye. Hey, do you want breakfast tomorrow? Yeah, sure. Comes back tomorrow, 
She's like, he goes up there, hey, Lizzie, how you going? And it's like, who are you? Bro, get a, you get away from you, creep. And he's like, what? And then she's like, listen here, asshole. <laughs> listen, asshole. <laughs> Wait, I'll play it later. <laughs> it is true, though. And then she, she gets away, and the town like, so basically, Lucy was in a car accident about a year ago, a year or so ago, and she can't make any new memories. She, she, only, but she keeps her old ones, so she can't make any new memories. So her, her family, which is her brother, Sean Astin, and her dad, uh, Robert Schneider, I believe. Oh, no, or Dan Aykroyd, it's one of them. Um, no, sorry, it's Blake Clark, sorry. Rob Schneider or someone else, Blake Clark. Um, it's her dad. So they've been just repeating the same day over and over again for a year, which is her dad's birthday. So they watch the same, watch Six Cents every year. They paint the walls every year, so they have to paint the walls again. They have a cake every year. to. So she thinks it's the same day every year. Oh, my gosh. And so um, Henry's like, no, we can tell her let's tell her let's explain it'll be fine so they tell her it goes wrong so wrong but because she next day she just forgets that they had that conversation oh that's so tragic yeah that's but they've been doing that they've done that before as well so it's just about him because he's like in love henry so he that's why it's 51st dates because he goes out with her like every day and she doesn't remember him and eventually it's about and they don't like they don't bitch out and cure her but it's still a happy ending that's earned. So they didn't bitch out, which I thought was good. Good. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. they can just have this magical elixir that comes out. And they're like, hey! Yeah, they don't do that. But it's very heartwarming and it's very funny because Adam Sandler and Drew, they have great chemistry. And yeah, the ending was was un- unexpected, but a good surprise. So yeah. And what's, what's your score for this? Four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love you're it. You're really softy for the rom-coms. I am. I am, mate. Yeah, 51st Days is a really good. Wow. Only 99 minutes as well. Oh, hooray, everybody cheered. Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah, refreshing. Yeah, yeah. We love that. Yeah, it's a great film. Very good. I'm actually tempted to do a single. Is it good to watch by myself for Valentine's Day? If you want. Uh, or am I gonna, is it going to be a sad one to watch by yourself? So, uh, no, you can, I, you can watch. I watch my parents. Okay. You can watch by yourself. Okay. okay. I might do a double feature. We'll see. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> All right, moving on to my number seven. Now, this is a very recent film that I've actually grown to appreciate. Anyone but you, the Valentine's Cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a 2023 film that you told me about, Jesse. Love at First Sight. Oh, okay. I really like this yeah, film. Yeah, it was good, it, wasn't it? Admittedly, it's, I still am on the bandwagon of it should have been called Love at First Flight. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> But this film is so, like, underrated. I think this is a sleeper hit as well. Yeah, it's definitely. It's an hour and a half. It's got a really simple premise, but the actors bring such nuance and complex performances that makes you care about them so much. So we're we're looking at Hayley Lou Richardson. Oh, I love her. She's cool, man. She's, have you seen her in anything else? I don't think so. She's she, in Five Feet oh, Apart. Oh, she's in Split, but she Five have Feet Apart, one. The Edge 17. And she's in the White Lotus season two, and she's excellent in that. And after Yang as well. Yes, apparently. she's on. She, yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah. She, <laughs> I would love to go check out some more of her films because she. I don't know what it was about her. But she's so fun. She's fun. She's just fun. She's relatable. She's got. This, she's not like the other girls, Joel. Not like the other girls. <laughs> um, and we've also starring Ben Hardy as Oliver. He was pretty like. I don't remember as much from him, but he was kind of charming. And Jamila Jamil. <laughs> oh, yeah! See, I was really on board with the... Because I love the thing that, oh, they're just like 
destined the destiny and in you and as they say in past lives yeah fate um and I don't, at the end it lost me a little bit i was like okay they kind of just bitched out but yeah. it was i was like super into it for most of it i, yeah. I would have given it four stars enough for the ending but it's, okay. it's like a high three and a half for me okay. really unexpected yeah yeah it loved it kind of really loved it out of dude airport romances oh. bring us more We're, so next good. run on a train give us that do the whole liam nason thing where they're like he's been on a plane Give us a Liam Neeson action on the Oh, plane. I watched the best Liam Neeson. I've told you that later. Okay, okay. Like four and a half stars. Like awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it wasn't Schindler's List. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bring it on. I'm keen. Um, but yes, go check it out. And just a quick highlight. I love the way, and I think I'm noticing a trend with these rom-coms, is when you can take the most simple, mundane moments of a person's life and really show the scale of the world we live in. So in Sliding Doors, it was running for a train and missing it, rewinding, and then running for a train and getting it. And that's how they established the two timelines. Mm. For this, it's like at a big airport, it's totally believable that they say, yeah, 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 we'll meet here, but then she'll have issues with customs or he'll have issues with his taxi and they'll just meet each other. And I remember the shot where he gets in the taxi and drives and then the camera stays and she comes out. She just missed him. And I was like, oh, like, uh, like, uh, uh. um, so Damn. I really get on board with these moments because I'm like, our life's like, probably get on board. Get on board. Yeah. It's nice. yeah. Do, um, do your little, uh, oh, thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. 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 Um, but it's these things that, you know, really hit you because it's like our lives are probably like that as well. The amount of times that, you know, Jesse and I, we could have been at a shopping center where I work and you're shopping and we haven't seen each other or we could have been in like. 10 metres proximity of our old friend from like preschool where we'll never know. And I love those kind of possibilities to think about because yeah. our life probably operates like that too and we don't know. Probably. We don't know those yeah. threads. So my number seven is love at first flight. Well, sorry. Shut love up. at first sight. Good call, buddy. <laughs> All right. My number seven is... Um, now, this is so hard because the main character in this, her name is Holly Go Lightly. She's probably like top three or five film characters ever yeah for me whoa i'm talking about audrey Hepburn in breakfast at tiffany's directed by blake edwards 1961 should i watch this yeah because okay, i returned some dvds to the library oh, man, today and it good. was there and i thought breakfast at tiffany's here's what i thought you know like the the like hmm how can i say the you, uh okay um you know like that john green t- type like female protagonist who's like out there and like she just like entrances the boring male lead yes this is like the first one of those like the male lead is super boring okay and it's just like so fascinated by this mystery of a woman. ah yep this is like kind of the first one of those so holly go lightly like audrey have fortune hunter um and she this aspiring writer paul moves into a building um and a romance splits between them and then something happens to reveal holly's past and then, it's, but it's just that it's one of those ones where they're just walking around the streets of, uh, I think they're in New York. I'm not sure. They're just doing things as a, as a couple or by herself. And there's this great music playing. And there's a great, there's so many great quotes. Like, hey, we're going to get for $10 at Tiffany's. Like, one of those things like that. And that's where she's, that's, it's just I remember the loveliest, that two yeah. They have the, the thing where she's got all the, like the table. And the, yeah, it's yeah. just a loveliest movie. Brilliant score. It won, it won Oscar for best score and best song. Oh, did it? I yeah. didn't know it was an Oscar winning. Score and okay. song. Yeah. Um, beautiful cinematography. 
just Audrey Hep- shots of Audrey Hepburn. It's just ah, it's just a lovely movie. All right. It's a feel. And that's all good. I that's all I needed it to be. Okay. You're a softy, Jesse. Yep. <laughs> Breakfast Stevens is so good. I love that, Jesse. I love that for you. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you're the one who dips his just toe just her character enough comes. is enough to get you through the film. Like, she's so entertaining and so funny and so witty, quippy, like Elizabeth Bennet type, like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is she... Is this character like... Like, do you actually know stuff about her? Or is everything just what you see is what you You're know? You're kind of saying it through Paul's perspective of her. Oh, I like that, yeah. Because it's kind of like she's... It's, it's not like you're an arm's reach for her. Hold on. the balance. That's good. Because yeah. if it's too far away, it's like you feel like you don't connect with this character. Yeah. But if it's too close and you know everything hard on the sleeve... There's a, there's a great mystery. quote I have in my review. It's like... Um, because people think, oh, she's just like, f- she like puts on this like persona because she enjoys being mysterious and fake. Mm. And then Paul's like, well, you're wrong because she's a phony. But on the other hand, you're right because she isn't a phony because she's a real phony. Oh. <laughs> so being a phony is who she is. So she isn't a phony. Oh, that's really like. Because she's a, f- a real phony. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's you. It, it makes no sense in the film, but it's it's the loveliest freaking movie, man. Oh man, this has got a really close it's a, connection it's a, to it's it. It's a good day, all right. Okay, okay, all right. No, it's it's definitely better than my next pick. So. I've got what's the next pick? Elemental. Fucking hell. This is a good film. Oh, this is a sla- slept on Disney Pixar film. I'm sorry. It's fine. What are you talking about? It's actually really sweet. The animation is so seductive. For a and cool. bleating second, I felt jealous of water and fire. <laughs> It had a great song by Love. If you steal this. But I mean, it's like mid tier Pixar. For some reason, I was just, I was like, let's that's, watch. That's it. bullshit. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm actually. Elemental. Really like, I love this film. It's As yours, like, what, sixth best rom com? I was. Yes. <laughs> I actually, I gave it four out of five. I really like this film. <sighs> I, for some reason, connected with the ethnic culture of fire. I just did. Okay. Right? I was kind of like, you know what? And Some the- kind of fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Was, was it before he trolls bed together? You know it, baby. Oh, no. Um, and I, I, I really did relate to the thing of, you know, with your father and, and having a temper. Because sometimes I can have a temper. And I was like, oh, but, you know, water was kind of a good influence. And, and then I, I was on board yeah, with this relationship. Well, you know, that's just like... Uh... Your opinion, man. It's a valid opinion. Thank you very much, Jesse. Um, I just I was very connected. I mean, I don't know why. <sighs> this, this is this might be my uh, Disney Pixar of the twenty twenties. Who knows? I really like oh, this film. Oh, hang on. No, Turning Red's better. I disagree. I guess hang on. Turning Red, Elemental Soul. I haven't seen Onward and Luca or Lightyear. Turning okay. Red is better than this. I don't know. I guess Turning, Turning Red has four town. <laughs> <laughs> You know, not on my mind, mind. my mind, my mind. Hey, you started singing too. Don't you dare bring me into this. (laughs) So, yes, as controversial as this take is, I would highly encourage you to go and watch this film. It's it's short, it's fun, it's it's sweet, and the animation is if you don't like the story, the animation oh, yeah, at well least is sexy enough to get you through. Sex- it's a kid's film job. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my number six, Elemental. All right, my number five. All right, now, we, we talk about, you know, actors and directors, they do bad things. 
So they we're do. talking about separating the art for the artist. Okay. So I just want to say this before. Okay. Because Woody Allen is a huge piece of shit. <laughs> you know, m- m- married his stepdaughter, did a bunch, r- bunch of really whack things. <laughs> Not a good dude. Okay. Not a good dude. Okay. However, I did see a film of his that I loved. So much. It's okay. not. It's average rating of two point six out of five on Letterboxd. Here we go. This is where Jesse has these random takes. Here we go. <laughs> it is called A Rainy Day in New York, okay. and it's it's only a small cast. Here's the cast: um, Leave Schreiber, Leave Schreiber, Diego Luna, what? Jude Law, what? Selena Gomez, what? L. Fanning, what the and hell? And Timothy Chalamet. What's this film called? A Rainy Day in New York. Timothy Chalamet plays a guy called Gatsby Wells. So if you didn't know what kind of film it's going to be from that day. <laughs> he is this. <clears throat> so Jim Chalamet and Elle Fanning are in a relationship. They go to New York to spend a weekend. Um, Gatsby wants to be a writer. Elle Fanning wants to be an actor, I think. Or maybe she wants to be a writer. I'm not sure. They're both like in the arts. They go to uni. They go to spend a weekend together. But the relationship... they. They think it's they both like the idea of a relationship more than the relationship. Like it's Ooh, not going great. Fresh approach. Yeah. I like this. Um, but then it starts raining, and so their plans get mixed up. So Elle Fanning goes off because I think Liv Schreiber is the director of a film that Diego Luna is an actor in, and Jude Law is producer or something. She goes to the day with those three, and they all get involved in her life somehow. Some creepier than others, but not too bad. Timothy Chalamet, and is a bit depressed because he's getting left out of all this. And then he meets Selena Gomez and has a day with her. And it's just about things happening because of other things that happen because it starts raining. <gasps> and how the city of New York leads you different places. And how you can get caught up in the romance and beauty of the city and how artsy it is and how, okay, I'm in New York, I have to do something, you know. But then, in fact, doing nothing is your something. Mm. So nothing really happens I in the film. That. I would, And I just felt amazing while watching. I was like, it's just made for me. It's the kind of film I want to make. Yeah. The only part I didn't love and stuff, but now I kind of get, is the last like thirty seconds slightly undermines everything that happens in the entire film. Oh, when it's the last thirty seconds, that it do kind that? of bitches out, which it, which would have been fine, but the film was making a point of romances and all these. But then I kind of got it, and it's the same as the Scott Pilgrim ending, where you think, but you think it's like this fairy tale romance, but maybe he doesn't end up with the person that is good for him. Ah, uh, I see. So it's not quite. Happy ending. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm. So it's just a lovely movie. The dialogue is great. Timothy Chalamet plays that artsy, you know, seeking for life guy, young John Keating. Giving so me well. him in Little Women vibes? Is a little it a bit. bit. Like it's that? more um, cr- that crossed with him and Don't Look Up if he wasn't on. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's him and Don't Look Up if he wasn't on drugs. Okay. And just like, but he's kind of on drugs, but like read Shakespeare. I don't know. It's really intriguing. It's really film. cool. Selena Gomez is brilliant. El Fanny's brilliant. Jude Law, is he good? Oh, yeah, the older actors are fine. The younger actors are much better. They shine. But, yeah, just beautiful cinematography, score. I like it a lot more than Midnight in Paris, which is controversial. That's the most another popular Woody Allen. Okay. And then I haven't seen Annie Hall with Diane Keaton, but I think I'd love it. Okay. But I hate it when he Woody Allen acts in all his movies. <laughs> it's so annoying, but he doesn't act in this one. So, yeah, I ran a day in New York. The reviews are all horrible. Oh. Um, but I loved it, so okay. i got to stand by that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I yep. mean, if I can put Elemental on here, then surely Jesse can put a 2.6 reviewed rom-com. Yes. <laughs> no, fair enough, Jesse. All right, my number five is Love Actually. So I'm just going to do nice. three bullet points for you guys, what I really enjoyed about this film. I love the interconnected storylines, how seamless the transition is between 
um, people in daily life. And it kind of reminded me of the fact that, you know, we're all the protagonists in our own story, but mm. everyone's the protagonist of their own story and we are just a supporting character in some people's stories or a cameo or an yeah. extra, you know. Love that element. Yeah. I love the heartwarming moments and the comedy. Like, I am Colin, God, God of, of sex. <laughs> I just, and everything that the humor was so genuine and, and um, Bill Nye's character as well. Was like, he was just, he, I was in stitches the yeah. second time around. Um, and I love the fe- festive atmosphere. There's something about the backdrop of Christmas in London that really captures the magic and spirit of not only the holiday season, but I think the romantic season as mm, well. There's something yeah. beautiful about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. So that's what I really loved about Love Actually. And I think it's going to be a film that I grow appreciation for over time because when I first watched it, I think I was a bit immature for it. I didn't. I was like, haha, but like when they're naked or, you know. And then but now the, I can appreciate When appreci- they've been the, the stunt doubles for the. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I'm kind of like, oh, like this is just boring. This is like regular life. But I'm like, no, actually, life is this complicated and this, you know, there's all this stuff going on and I go to appreciate it. So, yeah, very much enjoy this film. I love it. I love it now. Yeah. Four out of five. Four out of five. Nice. <laughs> all right. My number four. Now. This film has such great quotes. So I want to see if you can guess it from one quote. Okay. Um, let's see. Have I seen it? I, you must have seen it. Okay. Um, what can I say? Um, let me have a look at some of the quotes. All right. This is a... Um, hmm. Now I feel a pressure to perform. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. This is... Joseph Gordon-Levitt says this. I burn. I pine. I perish. <laughs> oh. I think I haven't seen it, but you've told me. Oh wait, no. Ten things I hate yeah, about you. Yes. You've seen it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. On your list? It's on my list. Yes. A bit oh, higher. this film is so. I've seen it twice. So fun. Uh, they just. What is it? Which play is it? It's um. As uh, you, is it as you like it? Oh no, Taming of the Shrew. Taming of the Shrew. That's it. Yep. Taming of the Shrew. Yep. Ten things I hate about you. So first date is with Cameron, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Falls for Bianca, the girl of his dreams, played by Larissa Oliink. However. Um, and then, so she wants to, he wants to date her and then, however, Bianca is forbidden to date until her older sister, Kat, Julia Stiles, goes on a date, (laughs) but then there is another guy who's after Bianca named, um, Joey Donner, Andrew Keegan. So he starts paying Heath Ledger to go on a date with Julia Stiles so he can go on a date with Bianca, but that is an opportunity for Cameron to go with Bianca. So it's like this kind of Shakespeare thing and they're all kind of they say funny lines and it's just, yeah. oh, it's so good and again it feels interconnected like there's yeah. all like everyone like um you know this person's doing this for this person but this person's really getting feelings and love is complicated people love is hard yeah but it's worth it do you believe this is a directorial debut what yep i'm pretty sure we talked about it on our directorial debuts episode yeah. however many moons ago that was now that i've seen it though i'm like Damn. So good. One of the best needle drops of all time. I want you to want me playing on the Hellabad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. Like, you know, I I like my sketches, but I love my Friday handbag. And then her, her chastity is like, but I love my sketches. I was like, well, that's because you don't have a Prada handbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bianca's the funniest character in this. I will not have it any other way. I agree. She's so funny. I agree. She's just, I think because she's, she's funny. But she's also almost no nonsense. Like yeah. she, she's just kind of, you know, like no. she doesn't take any shit. So yeah, <laughs> good choice, Jesse. I'm so glad you put it on. I wasn't sure if you were, but love I'm it. Glad you Absolutely have. love it. Got some good good choices today, Jesse. Yeah. 
I think, I don't know if you've seen my next one, but I think you will at least appreciate it. Uh, it's called Happiest Season. Have you seen this film, Jason? No, is it Aubrey Plaza? Chris is doing it. Uh, yeah, no, not Aubrey Plaza. Well, she is in She's it. She's not the... She's the ex-girlfriend of oh. Christian Stewart. Um, it's Christian Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. There's number four. Yeah, really liked this film. Uh-huh. Really liked this film. Um, basically, it's Harper, who is Mackenzie Davis's character, inviting her girlfriend, Abby, who's Christian Stewart, to spend Christmas with her family. So, it's a fresh holiday kind of Christmas film while also being a rom-com. Um... It very much explores the themes of acceptance and identity within the context of uniting for Christmas. So Christian Stewart's character is a very much out lesbian. She's confident. She knows herself. Mackenzie Davis's character is very much... She has these feelings. She's with Abby, but her parents don't know that she's dating a girl and she's clearly not herself. She's trying to hide who she is. And that is what I really love about it. The LGBTQ plus representation, I think... Navigates the complexities really well, um, and I really felt for these characters. And you really like can tell the struggles because Christian Stewart's like, "Why do you have to hide me?" Like they're kind of sneaking around their parents' house because you know Abby um, Harper hasn't told her parents yet. And and I think I really felt the love and happiness between these characters. And I was like, "That's when you know it's a good rom com because I." And I mean this in a great way. I didn't see it as a lesbian relationship. I just saw it as love. And I was like, that's really like, you know, I'm like on board with this. Um, And there's so much emotional depth to it. Um, Like family expectations, forgiveness, living true to who to true you are. Um, And I was like, this is really heartwarming. It's a Christmas film. So it's got those Christmas visuals again. Absolutely loved it. Love this film. And it's only hour 40, so not too long either. Um, it was directed by Claire Duval, who has directed um, Looking for Alaska and The Intervention, but has starred oh, in Looking for like... Alaska? Yeah. That's a brilliant miniseries. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, and she starred in Zodiac and Girl Interrupted as well. Oh, yeah. And But I'm a Cheerleader. So obviously that's an actor. Oh, but I'm a Cheerleader. <laughs> well, that, so, that's lovely, mate. Yeah, well, very I, well said. I think you would like this film jesse because it, it's got those moments that you love and orby plaza oh she's Hell fantastic yeah. yeah i actually know i forgot to shout out her she is awesome she is orby plaza but she's also like ex-girlfriend orby plaza so okay. she's kind of like more on the Kristen stewart level of okay. gay but like in a good way like right. it's kind of like harper sees her as this badass threat and cool. it's like yeah i cool, absolutely cool. loved it yeah well i don't know why i said that him cool Cool, cool, cool. You cool. got the soundboard for that, Jesse. I know. What am I doing? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good rec. I'll I'll check it out. Thank yeah. you. She just has a new movie, right? Love Lies Bleeding. Have you seen the trailer? Oh my gosh. It's pretty good. Eight twenty four. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, okay. Yeah, nice, nice. My number eight. Okay, it's not my favorite on the list, obviously, but I think it is objectively the best rom com I've seen. Like the perfect rom com. It is everything right. Um, it's really interesting. by Rob Reiner. It is when Harry met Sally. Oh, I've heard of this one. Starring Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, and Carrie Fisher, actually. Really? Yeah, How old is yeah. this film? Uh, 89. Okay. okay. Uh, I just want to say, like, Nora, Nora Ep- forget Rob Runner. Nora Ep Vaughan wrote the script. Probably, like, top five screenplays of all time. Like, it's so good. Wow. It could be a fun <coughs> yeah. episode to do, I think. So, this one's about... So, so um, Harry and Sally are in college, and Sally's like... Um, they meet each other. It's like, hey, I'm going to... New York to college. It's like, oh, can I get a ride? Sure. And they drive in a car and they have a chat about whether 
uh, guys and girls can be friends because there's always, you know, what if they're just not having sex and then yeah, what, happens from there, what, happens, what happens from there? Yeah. And then 11 years later, they're, they, they get said everything and then they bump into each other and they become friends. And then I won't say anything else because I think we're watching this soon okay. together. I want to show you it. Okay. And then maybe you find out the answer. Maybe you don't. Ooh. But they have such great chemistry. It's like the perfect like friends to lovers, which is my favorite trope in rom-coms. And the writing is so good. The dialogue is excellent. There's a very funny scene um, <laughs> where Meg Ryan is explaining to Billy Crystal with their friends how women always fake it. And she's like, no one, he's like, no one fakes it with me. And then she demonstrates what faking it sounds like. And I was like, oh, yeah, they fake it all the time. I think I've seen that. Like in a rest, public restaurant. It's yeah, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's like, it'd be on my like objective top 10 of all time. It'd be on there. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just perfect. Like, wow. It's a very good rom com. Okay, and you say we're gonna watch it soon? Is that yeah? A... Maybe tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. I think you like it. All right. That's. I'm and ninety six minutes. Let's go. Hooray! <laughs> the crowd cheered. Let's Give us more go. short films. <laughs> Seriously, films that are any longer than two hours fifteen really pushing it. Like this is my favorite Rob Reiner film. What other films? Is he Which doing? is a big call because he has directed films such as Misery. Stand by me. Whoa. A few good men. Whoa. The Princess Bride, which I hate. Pop the brakes there, Jesse. This is like three good ones. And this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. And this is my fave. Wow. I mean, it's when Harry met Sally. <laughs> yeah. Very good, Jesse. All right, my number three. You're gonna laugh at this, but you got me onto this film, starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're Mary, all shit. Mary, I didn't realize how many rom coms you hadn't Mary, seen. Hey. I love these films, Jesse. It's about what I love. Right? You've got what you love over in your I, box. I have good films. Yeah, these are good. Mary's you love Mary. Mary's good. You loved it. What are you talking Dude, about? Dude, th- you think this is the third best rom-com <laughs> This is what, uh, according to my letterbox and me. Jeez. But according, this is, these are your words, Jesse. You said, why is the damn song so catchy? Also, J-Lo. Wow. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was um, two years ago, Cracker. I know, that's crazy. Um, the thing that I really... Basically, the premise is Cat Valdez, played by Jennifer Lopez. Who's apparently 35, but bought at Hogland and Zuko. Like, yeah, of course you were 30. You're definitely 35. Suspend disbelief. Um, I love how you remember oh, that. Bro, I, was, I was like... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Was, oh that's all awesome. I just realised. <laughs> I thought you knew that. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I just love, this feels like everything I love about cinema crammed into a rom-com. So it's got references for like Grammys and things and she's this big pop star. And then you got, uh, she's married to, or she's engaged to Bastion. Isn't that? He's played by Maluma. Maluma. Yeah. Not Bad Bunny. I was, he's in Bullet Train. <laughs> well, it was a year for those guys. Yeah. Um, we mean those guys. <laughs> no, I meant the rappers. <laughs> The rappers. Like, no, Mellie isn't a rapper. I thought what? I think he's a like he's a, like a he sings like singer songwriter. He's like, oh, right. Latin, he's like Latin singer. It's a year for the singer songwriters then. It's a year for the singer songwriters. <laughs> um, <laughs> Taylor Swift was an F star that year. Yes. It's a year for the singer songwriters. Ed <laughs> <laughs> um, Sheeran was a red notice. All right, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I'm um, Ed Sheeran, bitch. I was at Game of Thrones. Um. I actually really connected with Owen Wilson's character as well because to go a little bit deep and personal here, sometimes I can see myself in a position of that being just like that generic guy that, you know, is always pining after the glam girl but feels like he'll never get her. 
And so I was kind of like really relating to Owen Wilson's character. Okay. I was like, you know, he's he's a, he's a relatable guy. He's kind of funny, but he's also really caring. And, and I think the way that Kat recognises him and chooses to to kind of... She loves the ins and outs of that normal life because she gets pampered all the time. I just thought that was a really nice change to... Because you think celebrities love that stardom all the time. But, yeah. you know, she wanted to kind of get out of that in a way. And then she becomes part of the family and they have their dog. And, and then she got married for real to Ben Affleck. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that trailer? And then How she made another movie, Shotgun Wedding. She loves getting married, bro. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on the trailer for the new film that she's got coming out? I didn't say that, but I saw the Dunkin' Donuts ad with Matt Damon and Tom Brady and Ben Affleck. It was very funny. <laughs> What's the new it's, movie? It's I don't I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically about her being like trying to find marriage again, and then apparently oh. at the end she chooses to marry Ben Affleck's character, <laughs> and everyone's cheating on it. So it's just her getting married to Ben Affleck. Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's quite funny. They should make Gone Girl too with Jennifer Lopez. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So anyway, my number three is Marry Me. All right. really, it gets worse and then better. <laughs> okay, okay. My number two is an unconventional rom-com, but still hits the trope. Directed by Stephen Frears and starring John Cusack, Ivan Hegeli, Todd Luizio, Lisa Bonet, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Joan Cusack, Tim Robbins, and Jack Black. It is High Fidelity. High Fidelity? I High Fidelity. Oh, I've heard this of This is a little five star from... from your pal Jess. Wow. Here's what it's about. John Cusack owns a record store. His name's Rob. Are John Cusack and Joan Cusack related? Probably. Okay. I think they're brother and sister. Okay. okay. <laughs> it would be weird if... <laughs> he gets stumped by his girlfriend, Laura. Okay. Because he hasn't changed since they, they met. And she's like, you haven't changed. You haven't grown, You haven't matured to adapt it to me. So then, here's the thing about Rob. He loves ranking things. <laughs> That he, sounds like you, Jesse. He loves doing top five lists and reflecting on his past his past experiences. And so he's like, all right. He, so over the course of the film, he goes through his top five breakups of all time to figure out what went wrong with Laura. His top five breakups. All right, what did I do? How did I figure this out? And so, at, and so he goes to his, all the, his exes to find out why they left him, why he did wrong. It's really like that episode of Big Bang where Raj gets together all the people that ate him, but it's like yeah. a whole movie. And he keeps having, he's trying, he's trying to win Laura back because he realizes that this is the worst. Okay. Along the ride are his friends, including Jack Black, who works at the record store with him. It's very funny. It's like, uh, Rob, top five grunge albums. Or like, Rob, what did you think of Evil Dead 2? Like, just things like that. And then he refuses service to a customer because they pull music, music taste, which is brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Jack then, Black actually has a lot of range. This is people... his best role, for sure. There's a great needle drop of him singing Everyone Wants to Rule the World at the very end. Nice. But I just love it. This guy is about, I think it's like late 30s, feeling a bit lonely, going through his... He just ranks everything all the time. Yeah. Going through his breakups, past lives. What did I do? Why did, Why were we together? That's How great. can I be different? Like it's, It just really connected with me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I really like the sound, right? And great, great soundtrack, as you would. It's a film about music. Interesting. I think there's a great quote. It's um, uh, which came first, the music or the misery? Like, because there was, so here's the thing. Because people write sad songs, but then so, 
what came first because yeah, people, people, were people sad, sad but then they'd heard songs so did, were, did people were people sad or were they it's, a, right it's a circle yeah exactly loop. it's really it's such a good film it's, i feel like it was yeah another one of those like he's literally, he's literally me you've really sold me he's him to do a high fidelity and maybe notting hill double feature tonight jesse we'll see yeah. how it goes high fidelity is good to watch by yourself and okay. just like think about it you know yeah. like yeah it's a good watch okay very good but All yeah right. just the scene of like jack black refusing service because they bought a bad album like i want to do that at the movie yeah, like, i feel like he could sell that like no you're not genuine. saying elemental like it sucks just because joel said it's good doesn't mean it actually <laughs> is okay <laughs> i feel like you would just lose it so yeah but it's very funny and it's like even though there isn't like a romance in it he's pursuing romance the whole time so is it a Two steps back, one step forward. Not in the There next... isn't this couple the whole way through. Right. It's He's about just him. Looking back to back But it's about like romance. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. High fidelity. High fidelity. Two. I remember now I remember when you did your review for this and you said this guy loves making lists and I was like, Oh, what a Jesse film. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice, Jesse. Alright, here we go. The last arguably shit one, according to you. Isn't it romantic? <laughs> I love this yeah. film. Number I really two. like this film. Number two. Number two. This film was probably... <gasps> maybe hey, it was the on, first one to... I watched. Maybe it was my first rom-com. I don't know. That was your first rom-com? <laughs> <laughs> what movies did you watch when you were a kid? Uh, maybe like Transformers and X-Men, <sighs> Marvel. You had a bad childhood. I know. So. No, I watched Toy Story 3 and the trilogy. It's a rom-com. And, you know. Is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Did I pick that? Is it a romantic? Um, <laughs> no, is the answer. It's not, if you it were wondering. It so is, all right? Oh, you look beguiling. Ooh. Oh, but that's in Singapore, mate. Yeah, like a fucking shit. Oh, <laughs> all right, let me give you an Even unbiased Even after a few thing. drinks, I still hated it. Oh, what about a few more drinks? <laughs> a few more drinks. <laughs> um, only an hour and 29 minutes, this film is. So? It's beguiling. Could have been 15 minutes, mate. Could have. So, Rebel Wilson miscast. Liam no, Hemsworth. she's not. She was fantastic. Liam Hemsworth shit in this He film. was good. No, he's not. He portrayed he's a that shit actor, really I'm sorry. He's not a good actor. Can I say, though, it's meant to be a satirical take on rom-com. So, he's probably that satirical version of yeah, but now, whoever you actually But now cast. people are going to be taking the piss out of this movie, so it didn't work, <laughs> did it? Was it a good movie? Did people like it? No. Oh, I know. Dude, it's it, not a good film. Are you kidding me? Oh, let's have a look at this is a one star right here. 5.9 out of 10 on Bro, 69% positive. Can you look me in the eye and tell me this is better than Love Actually? This is better than Love Actually. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, oh, I didn't do too well on Letterboxd. That's did crazy, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, that's absolutely yeah, mental. It's mental. It's probably one of my hottest takes, I think. Um, so what is this film about for those who have struggled to comprehend what Jesse and I are absolutely digging into each other for? This film is about Natalie, played by Rebel Wilson, who is a disillusioned architect and finds herself trapped in a rom-com world, a rom-com version of her life. So big satirical take on rom-coms. Everything's predictable. Everything's idealized. She's so aware. It's like realism, you know? It's like hilarious. She's so funny. Liam Neeson, uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth is quite funny as well. Um, and who else do I like? Adam Devine. He was nice. He, he portrayed that nice guy trope really well. Um, and then I forgot you had Priyanka Chopra Jonas as the oh, sponsor. She was, crap. she was crap. Did you watch her movie, oh, um, Love, like, what was the Celine Dion one she was in? Love Again or something? <laughs> yeah. Love Again, yeah. yeah uh, I haven't seen that. Oh dear. And I think the self-discovery and empowerment, 
Natalie learns self-worth and confidence and she realised she doesn't need the rom-com world because her good life is good as it is. And, of course, you got rom-com and love in there. It's a feel-good kind of film for me, at least. So that's crap. why it's my number two. This is such poor... I, I, I knew it was going to be on your list. Number two is crazy. <laughs> when you said number 10, isn't it romantic? I was like, oh, wait, Just you see, Jesse. <laughs> All right. Going through my 10 to 2 and then revealing my number one, which is so much better than isn't it romantic. It's not even worth comparing. Number 10, Love Actually. Number 9, Knocked Up. Number 8, Cha-Cha, Real Smooth. Number 7, 50 First Dates. Number 6, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Number 5, A Rainy Day in New York. Number 4, 10 Things I Hate About You. One of them is that you hate, that you love, isn't it romantic? Thanks, Jesse. Uh, 3, When Home at Sally. 2, High Fidelity. And my number 1 is, of course, Damien Giselle's Oscar winner for two and a half minutes, La La Land. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Haven't seen it still, but... I don't know how much you've had a journey. Oh, dude. So, I've seen this three times. And the first time I watched it, because um, it was my friend's favorite movie, it was his birthday, I'll watch it, see how you liked it. I was like, it was very good. Fast forward, the third time I watched it, I was showing someone. And so I was worried about what they thought of it. Uh, But the second time I watched it, I watched it just for me on a rewatch. And I was. By yourself? yeah, okay. and I don't know what happened. It just blew, it just ruined me, blew me away, because like the first hour forty of this is like a sweetest rom com. <laughs> it's like dun 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 dun. dun it's all happening. I remember when we studied the scene where they're all dancing on the cars. Yeah, another day of sun and the, oh, the sound. The, Justin Hurwitz, oh, legend. Um, so Mia, Emma Stone, aspiring actress, and Seb Ryan Gosling, a jazz musician. They go through all different seasons and how they they meet cute. They see, keep seeing each other. They get together. They fall apart. Other things happen. It's so. It, the cinematography is amazing. Production design. It should have won best picture. It's ridiculous. Um, and then, but then the last fifteen minutes is like some of the most like soul crushing cinema you'll ever see. But it still counts as a rom com because it's kind of an uplifting ending, but it's also super sad at the same time. Okay. But there's also comedy throughout. Oh, yeah, very okay. funny. Okay. And the romance is there, but they're two people who aren't... They don't, like, gush over each other. They're, like, very witty. They play off each other. They yeah. call each other out on stuff. Which is, like, the relationship I want to be in. <laughs> so that's why I like it. Damien Giselle's genius. The fact that this is not even his best film. Like, Damien Giselle <laughs> is so good. What's be- oh, Whiplash. Also starring John Legend and J.K. Simmons and Rosemary DeWitt. It's just, it's just spectacular, this film. This Music is amazing. Everything about it sings. Five stars. La La Land, greatest rom-com. Do you think it should have won? Yeah. I mean, Moonlight's great. Don't get me wrong. But like 2016 was such a hot year. Like I have four five stars mm. from 2016. Like, and a couple more four and a half as well. So yeah. I think this should have won. Um, either this or Arrival. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. They're very Arrival cl- nominated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very close. They're pretty much even for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, La La Land's, oh, it's, yeah. It's special. Wow. It's really special. Oh, I'm so glad <laughs> hearing about that, Jesse. It feels like that's Watch your La La Land. movie date. But that's, that's, that's your, if you would like to date a film, it would be La La Land. I would do on a date La La Land, yeah. <laughs> Joel, I want to date. Isn't it romantic? Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, my number one. Let's do the countdown. Number, before we get to the number, let's do the countdown. Number 10 is Sliding Doors. Number 9, Easy A. Number 8, Anyone But You. Number 7, Love at First Sight. 
Number six, Elemental. <laughs> number five, Love Actually. Number four, Happiest Season. Number three, Marry Me. Number two, Isn't It Romantic? This is your worst list. And number one, Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, I see. Yeah, I redeemed myself. Okay, but like, I think we're nearly, I think this is like 97th or 98th episode or something. We're nearly at 100. Yeah. This is your worst list. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? I'm calling it. This is your worst list. What's wrong with it? It's all, it, there isn't. I don't think I have a single film apart. I think two of those films. You like, would love Sliding Doors. What are you talking about? I, I, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, all right, so 10 things I hate about you. Three things I love about it. Witty and sharp dialogue. An example of this is my favourite quote from the film, which I've been able to pull up. I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? It's on my love job. Yeah. It's on my love job. Yay. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And Patrick Verona is such a cool dude. Like, the way he... The Australian bad boy is all I need to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just so... You, you really fall for it. And the way that she starts opening up around him, it's like, oh. Um, I also think the strong character development between these characters, like, the arcs that they go on is really good. Like, tracking it, you're kind of like, yep, I'm on board with them at the start. This is who they are. And then by the end, you look back and you go, wow, it's only been you know, like an hour and hour and a half and it feels like they're such different people but for the best way possible. And the themes of love and identity, yeah. I just love it in there. But I'm just trying to think and remind myself, um, doesn't something happen at the ending that I'm like blanking? Or is that a spoiler? Because it's um, been a while since I've watched it. At the ending? Yeah. I mean, they like, get together and stuff. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking of a different movie. Never mind. All good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I really like this film. I was shown it and I was, cause I hadn't seen it and it was criminal. So I was like, all right, let's watch it. And I was like blown away by the end of it. I was like, this is so good. See, and if you just watch other rom-coms that people tell you to watch. <clears throat> Notting Hill, says Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been now? Three and a half years now. I've been bookmarking. There's the ones yeah. I've bookmarked that you've talked about that I'm probably yeah. actually going to watch. Oh, all I didn't right. save my bookmark. Oh yeah, A Rainy Day in New York, High Fidelity and Notting Hill. I'll just send you my list. Yeah, just send <laughs> Me. Jesse goes, just check out the whole 10 and you need to replace all of your 10. And La La Land. And La La Land. Oh, yes. Good choice. Good yep. choice. So, yes, that's my worst list, according to Jesse. It's your worst list. Come to a close. Now, uh, we that was our 97th episode, Joel, that we've just Ooh. finished doing today. So, keep posted. Number 100. Big Triple things digits. coming. Big things coming. Triple D. We have to fix <laughs> Triple D. <laughs> Whoops. Not that's saying that. Yeah. <laughs> So we need to figure out which uh, big things are coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Joel, please, that's how mature. That was such a good joke, Jesse. I like that one. Um, Far out, jeez. All right. Man. In the meantime, Joel, how do the how do the good folk keep in touch? All right, so you can find us on Instagram and in our Instagram bio, you can find a tree of all Bromax life and lore. So in there, you can have where you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Do you have a Google Podcast update? No. Um, we're just not going to be on any. <laughs> we're I'm, just not going to. I don't want SOS people to have to pay for Bromax. All right, so I'm not getting used to go pay for YouTube Music. Yeah. That's a joke. Having said that, buy our merch on <laughs> We'd really appreciate. It's it. good Valentine's Day gift. If you forgot, it'll. It's good. It's fast. Fast shipping. Yeah. Okay. All right. You can buy the. There's a, there's a shower code or something. Then you can say, wow, you look beguiling in that bromance. And then you can, and then you can vomit on the merch and turn it. 
Um, you can also find Jesse and I's letterboxes there. I know at least with me, and I have encouraged Jesse to as well. I make my list public after the yeah. episodes come out, also, so you can have a look. When my, I'm getting patron in two months. So what does that mean for you, Jesse? I get change posters and backgrounds, and Yay! it's so pretty. Very nice, very nice. So Jesse's a big letterbox I'm guy. I'm a big letterbox he, guy. He make, I saw you change your lists the way you did them. Did you like? What do you mean? Very much organised them now. What do you mean? I don't know. They looked very organised. I just deleted all like the theme month. I just did like top ten of each year. Right. Okay. Like actually, I actually delete all these lists. After <laughs> <forgot>. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just they cl- they cl- they cluttering. Well, they're they're in the public domain now. I don't need it. That's <laughs> true. I can actually. go and listen to the episode. That's true. It's another That's storage true. facility. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But yeah, don't forget to engage with us on Instagram as well and check out our Bromax Awards. Just because I did a really cool post. It is a cool flag. post. Yeah, it was very proud of that. Yes. Got lots of likes. Um, not that it's about that, of course. No, it is. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us for this lovely episode. We hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. Yes. Valentine's Day. Galentine's Day. Whatever you do to celebrate. You and Tine's Day. You and Tine's Day. Treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just enjoy yeah. the day. And, or if you choose not to celebrate, keep going. Yeah. Like it's a regular and day. And if you're feeling... Um, if you're feeling lonely today, you know, on Tinder, use code BROMAX for 20% off to Tinder Premium. Don't promote us on <laughs> Tinder, Jesse. That is not a real thing. We are not on Tinder. No, Hinge. <laughs> All right, then. I was thinking more Bumble, but that's okay. All right. Thank you so much. I've been Joel. This is Valentine's I'm, Je- I'm Jesse, and this is Spin Soundboard. I said forget about it, Kurt. Who's currently single, so if you... Any, any AI out there... Slide into those. <laughs> yeah, keep us posted. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll pass on messages. Slide into our DMs and we can we can uh, hook you up with a soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. It's we'll catch value. you later. Bye. See ya. <laughs>